Marge, your family is fitting in perfectly here. If all goes well at Saturday's ball, I'd love to sponsor you for membership. Oh, that would be a dream come true. I'll be there with bells on. Bells? Where exactly will you be attaching them to that mangled Chanel suit? <laughs> oh, don't worry, Marge. Her idea of wit is nothing more than an incisive observation humorously phrased and delivered with impeccable timing. I'm sure you'll be a smash at the ball, and I just know you'll have a lovely new outfit. The library is open, hunty. Mm-hmm. There it goes. <laughs> 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 oh my gosh i mean you know we we have of course talked about doing this episode you know featuring the simpsons episode right and what the reason i think that we were inspired to do it was just because i don't know we just love this episode and there's so many interesting themes in there well you know it's one of those episodes because the simpsons does this every now and then mm-hmm. right like it will um create a little short story yeah mm-hmm. it will take something and say something really big i mean it is it's a satire so it is always saying something big mm-hmm. but in this instance uh it yeah it, it just took a little a little snippet yeah well and, and little moments like this it's like oh i forgot like i wasn't even thinking of this episode it's like oh is it a draggy episode right but it is no it is it's like i i didn't oh, even need yeah. that connection to talk about it right. I, but now that like rewatching and taking notes i'm like oh yeah this is all about like drag in so many different ways right putting on things accessing things mm-hmm. uh, that we couldn't have accessed before right uh and even just this clip is very draggy in the sense of of how people cut each other down yeah. based on appearances right, right? and right. and how it's all backhanded mm-hmm. it's all kind of uh you know you're you're performing right and if you say it a certain way then i mean so much like reading it's like oh you can say the nastiest fucking thing but if you say it in an artful way right there's room at the table for it because it's like oh i have to admire the artistry of how you said this well and you know what's interesting about this scene also and just thinking about and we'll get into this later i'm sure but just uh, all of these women at the country club mm-hmm country club <laughs> mm, all right mary um they, they're all in drag they're yeah. all pretending to be something they're mm-hmm. all not who they say they are right they're all men i'm just no they're not all men. right right but uh they're all essentially hiding their dicks underneath mm-hmm. you know their dresses well you know in, in the research i was doing on this episode there was this really great um breakdown by the av club on this episode oh and one of the things they'd said to this point about these other women was saying that the, the clothes that they're given are a lot like their um, intentionally mispronounced names. They oh. express a reverence for convention that's at odds with an unspoken yearning to be their own people. Oh, right. And I was like, <clears throat> AV Club. Yeah. Oh, Shante, you stay, right. girl. Well, you know, and I, I also read that article um, and just another quote to continue is uh, that they want more out of their lives mm-hmm. and they want to be seen as better people. Mm-hmm. But when you're battling circumstances beyond your control, it's easy to mistake that perception with actually being a better person. Right. Right, right, like what is better actually Right, mean? so they yeah. think that they're better people because they look, you know, a certain way and mm-hmm. act a certain way, and yet they're not better people. Right. They, they're, they're pretending. They're, mm-hmm. they're fooling themselves because they're forgetting their circumstances. They're women. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. At, at the end of the day, their husbands are the ones calling the shots and the ones right. are, that are playing golf. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think any of these uh, women at the country club were had made their own success. Yeah, I don't remember like really hear, like hearing any like individual stories of like why they were in right. this elite club. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um 
Yeah, it's. Uh, I'm. I'm excited to dive into this one today. Uh, this is. Uh, I've loved this episode for years. Yeah, like long before Drag Race, The Simpsons was like the Drag Race of my life, <laughs> and this episode has always been like top three. Totally. So why don't we uh, tell our listeners, you know, just quickly what they're listening to? Sure. Well, of course, you're listening to another episode of All Right, Mary. All right, Mary. All right, Mary. <laughs> the worst March <laughs> Simpson impression ever. That was the worst. Yeah. I'll give you another go. Oh, um, no. Now. <laughs> Pressure's too hard. It's only when you become worse. It's don't, don't. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna sound like lamb, cho- lamb chops on the next pass. So let's just accept what it is. Um, this, of course, normally being our podcast dedicated to all things Drag Race, the world of Drag Race, and the paradigm that RuPaul's created with this little beady beady TV show. But today we're gonna veer a little off. Um, I think it's still on brand, Mary. I think it's, it, I think it's running alongside. A it's lot. in the paradigm mm-hmm. of this idea that uh, we. Um, we can't change other people's perceptions. That mm-hmm. our perception of ourselves is the most important. Mm-hmm. That what we uh, can access um, through drag mm-hmm. um, is eye-opening. Yeah, right. I mean, I'll I'll try to sell you. As oh, we, as it's we not talk. that I it's not that yeah. I don't see that. It's just the fact that like we're not talking about drag race today. But oh, we yeah, are talking right. about. Um, though that being said, I did I did feel like it was a nice little you know nod, little ear tug from the universe that they just talked about the Simpsons on the most recent episode of What's the Tea. Oh right, they did. Where Rue was yeah, like, she, oh yeah, yeah, there's multiple levels of consciousness, consciousness, and if you get it, you get it. Yeah. I mean, right. I think of that all the time. Like, right. Having watched the Simpsons as a kid, there, so even this episode, there was so much about it I didn't get. Yeah. But still, so much I got. Right. You know, right, and like right. that that it gives you those those layers of, yeah. of information. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I I mean. The Simpsons have always been, uh, you know, the allegory for every man or every family mm-hmm. in that sense. Uh, and so you're supposed to try to relate to them. But because they were an allegory, you could take it to other places. Right. Um, if you thought about The Simpsons enough. And mm-hmm. some people didn't. Some people did. Um, but episodes like this, I think, are are clearly there's something being said. Yeah. I mean, and so, considering that, you know, a woman wrote it, a woman directed it. Yeah. Well, and just to give that little, you know, sort of backstory in this episode, the name of the episode is Scenes from the Class Struggle in Springfield. Right. Season um, seven. Season seven. It was in 1996. It was the first time an episode was written by a woman and directed by a woman. Right. Um, you know, both right. of the same episode. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I would say uh, this episode, you kind of mentioned earlier, this episode kind of feels like a fairy tale to me, you know, mm-hmm. like right. it, it, it's not. It's not exclusive from the rest of the world and the character. I mean, it includes actually a lot of regular Simpsons characters. Yeah. Um, but the story in and of itself, just the way that it plays out, um, either feels like a fairy tale or kind of like a, you know, um, it's reminiscent of like a, um, I want to say like a, like John Cheever or Raymond Carver, like a mid 20th century short story. It's oh, sure. Sort of the mundane of um, yeah. the middle class, you know, <clears throat> and, and what it takes to, and what, you know, what it means to be beyond that, what it means to be at the club on the hill, yeah, you know, and like what that takes you away from. Yeah. So why don't we give them kind of a quick synopsis of the episode and you can help me out with this. Mm -hmm. Uh, So basically Marge Simpson, um, she's shopping with, Lisa at the Lisa. mall um, at in Ogdenville actually because, a, yeah, yeah the they, outlet mall at the outlet mall yeah right? yeah and it's forever away <laughs> yeah uh, the, you know the kids fall asleep in the car right um, and so they're shopping um, and they see a discount or Lisa finds a discounted Chanel suit yeah and it's pink and it's gorgeous and Marge tries it on and she looks va va voom to quote Lisa you look so sophisticated just like Mary Hart <laughs> <laughs> the host of entertainment tonight. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's like, oh God. Just like Mary Hart. Oh, yeah. Mary Hart. Oh, hey, Mary. Oh, hey, Mary. Oh, oh, I oh, heart hey, you. Yeah, I heart you. <laughs> exactly. I heart Mary. All right, Mary Hart. <laughs> <laughs> so, so anyway, so they, uh, so uh, Marge is convinced mm-hmm. uh, that she should buy it because, right. you know, she's like, well, this is a deal I can't really pass up. Yeah. So, you know, she puts it on for her husband and, and Marge and Homer's like, you look good. And right. she puts it on and then she goes out to the Quickie Mart and mm-hmm. she runs into one of her old uh, high school uh, acquaintances yeah, who well, ran it, in a different circle. But Marge had her home shoe repair course. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> Which is just like the, 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 the nuance, yeah. Alexis Michelle, of that one, I just loved. Like Marge right. doing home shoe repair in high school. Right. Yeah, right. Um, well, you know, as and as what she says is she says, um, to give the whole quote, because uh, you know this woman is like, oh, you know, how, I, I I can't believe you know this is Marge Simpson, right? And she's like, well, we ran in in in, in our, with our different crowds. Mm-hmm. You had your debutante balls and skinny dipping, and I had my home shoe repair course, right? And I love that she says, "You've come a long way from the girl I knew nothing about in high school." Right, and right, right. She's like, <laughs> That's just such brilliant writing. Yeah, yeah right? really, really well done. Uh, well, and what I wanted to mention about this scene <laughs> is. <laughs> God. Right? Um, is is not just with, with this woman, but even with Apu, the way that Marge is being treated differently because right. she's wearing the suit. It's yeah. like, oh, look at you. Well, then maybe you want this impulse buy and maybe you want to try this. Right, it's like, right. You have she, money. Yeah. All of a sudden, she is a quote unquote better person. Yeah. You know? A better person. Yeah that's, yeah. that's well said. So anyway, so this woman, because of, the, of how Marge looks and because she apparent, she looks like she's doing well, she's mm-hmm. like, oh, you should come to my country club. Mm-hmm. Bring the family. Right. And so they go. And of course- you know, um, everything ensues from there. Uh, right. She, uh, you know, hobnobs with these very, very stuck up women. Lisa gets entranced with pony rides. Mm-hmm. Homer goes golfing and gets this lesson from a very famous golfer. Right. Um, I didn't really pay too much attention to the golfing uh, storyline, but yeah. uh, so we're going to focus on Marge. Essentially, Marge, uh, uh, she gets invited back and she wears the same suit. Mm-hmm. Um, well, she wears the same suit to the country club that she was in at the Quickie Mart. And right. that was kind of like, oh, this is the same suit. It's like, oh, and you're in that fabulous suit again. Right, yeah. right, right, yeah. right. So mm-hmm. they mention it. And then she comes back the next Saturday. And that's when the girls are like, oh, I guess, you know, wearing the same thing hasn't gone out of fashion. Right. Well, it's just, they're they're playing bridge. And it's, the, I mean, again, right. it's just like fabulous like dialogue about like oh um you know all her cards are in the same suit and then the one who's, who's clearly a <laughs> the bianca del rio the bianca del rio dorothy parker of the group is like oh uh I, something about like you know i didn't think wearing uh, i thought same a, suit yeah, yeah same yeah. suit wearing the same suit was in fashion or some yeah, shit like that right, yeah right, yeah right, right and uh so you know marge hears that mm-hmm. loud and clear as you do when you're feeling really self-conscious you're hearing every creak yeah the and they knew yeah. they saw her right they mm-hmm. sew right through that suit. Mm-hmm. So she goes home and she alters it. Right. She has a sewing machine out and she makes this really cute kind of like sporty vest. Mm-hmm. Uh, the culottes say, let's do lunch. But the vest <laughs> says, you're paying. <laughs> or the other way around. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, and of course she gets red for that too. Because mm-hmm. she mangled the suit. Right. And, you know, as we said with the clip of the week, you know, that's just 
how they read her right um in a, the nicest way possible right right um so yeah so they invite her back <clears throat> and she comes back and, well she goes home and she's stressing the fuck out because she needs to realter this the suit to mm-hmm. make it look completely different yeah much like a drag race episode or a project runway episode. right right you know if you're gonna cry and cut don't you know yeah, if you're gonna cry cry and cut, cry and yeah, cut. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah absolutely yeah. um and, you know she's yelling at lisa she's telling her family you know like why can't you be normal essentially right um you have to be on your best behavior um and she the, the the sewing machine messes up yeah she well she finishes what you know is uh, essentially a finished you know slip dress of sorts and then she accidentally steps on the pedal and the thing goes right through the machine i always remember this when i was a kid watching this moment because i always remember thinking oh could you still salvage it somehow <laughs> you know but. well and that's i mean that's that's a big statement that you said mm-hmm. right because it's like you're like oh well you can still be a part of right you can still fit in marge right but she has a wonderful reaction where she's like <gasps> Some, she's like what is it sometimes you just have to laugh things are so awful you just have to laugh and it reminded me of rupaul's gospel where she's mm-hmm. like life is a joke mm-hmm laugh yeah except march doesn't because she's just she can't she's in her cups you know yeah yeah um and that also speaks to the plight of marge right Mm -hmm. um but you know i'd like to think that there was a a a sense of realization a sense of a sense of catharsis for marge Mm -hmm. in that she for me and i'll talk about this later but she has a realization that this is not real right um and so she goes out and she gets uh she goes to her sisters oh i love that we got a patty and selma cameo scene yeah it's a brilliant scene yeah <laughs> i have a selma lego uh by my um by my sink over there oh so, yeah. fabulous yeah no offense to patty well, patty patty <laughs> <laughs> but i just but then when they're like then marge is like trying on different things and and it's so it's draggy in yeah. a way and there's one she's like this was originally a halloween costume but it made its way into like regular <laughs> rotation i just like i love patty and patty and selma are such drag queens. Oh, they're such. Oh, they're Harvey Firestein. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. They they are big gruff men, <laughs> not trying to pass in the yeah, least. No. God bless them. Yeah, no, they're yeah. a couple of Brooklyn queens. Right. Yeah. They're they're uh, Edna from Hairspray. Exactly. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. Or you know, from a John Waters movie. You oh, know what oh I mean? clearly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Or like an older one. Yeah. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. So they. She finally finds a dress. And it's mm-hmm. hideous. Mm-hmm. Do you want to continue? Uh, so she fi- well, no. So she uh, she doesn't work out with Patty and Selma. So she has to go all the way back to Ogdenville, right? And she ends up finding you know this beautiful ball gown, no discount. And it's like, well, like I mean, it really brings up this question of like, what does it cost to fit in? Yeah. Like how valuable, how important is it to fit in? And we find out at the end of the episode is like she spends the her entire family's life savings to fit in Uh, and like that's how important this is and that's how valuable it is and i think to save face yeah and and really watching the simpsons you know there's there's the idea of like you know the the kids never get older nobody ages like it all kind of exists in somewhat of a, a suspended animation no pun intended um but i think there is a running theme about marge and her character and wanting to fit in and she she's always that girl who did the home shoe repair course in high school right she's always that girl she's always that outsider yeah you know and, and that's i think yeah, why the, always, the, the, the baker she's always trying to be you know the, the, the baking episode is a wonderful oh episode. that one's fabulous that's the 24 kind of parody yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. right. right. That's the baby ear medicine. Yeah, that's so. that's the one where it's Marge Simpson unemployed. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Right. Well, and it's so you're, we're always kind of seeing Marge 
I mean, either she is being eclipsed by Homer mm-hmm. in his antics, right. or she's just not really fitting in with anybody else, right. you know? I mean, I think that that's such a story about Marge. And I think, like, it's there's that through line to, like, Queens on Drag Race, where it's like, oh, I know how you feel. You yeah, know? well, and, and the other thing that I love about Marge on The Simpsons is that she is uh, a female character mm-hmm. in the world, in this, in this mundane world, in this allegory. Yeah. And so we have to... Um, it's very hard to miss her. Right. And she's often eclipsed and she's often a, a secondary character and mm-hmm. she often doesn't have so main episodes. When she does have main episodes, it's like, uh, oh, I, I Marge with, them. with the young Marge with mm-hmm. the hair when she had dreams, when she was this bookie, yeah. amazing woman. And right. then she gets married to this man. Right. And right. is just dragged down. And then her purpose changes. Like so many women in the 50s, you know, so mm-hmm. many brilliant minds that had to just put their ideas and dreams on hold for their men's dreams. You right. know, right. It, 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 it's really, fabulous to think about Marge Simpson and also completely heartbreaking right. because you root for her and you love her and you also know that she's so much more than what 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 she presents right um mm-hmm. you know right down to her pearls and her her green dress right right i mean i think there's something just about seeing marge i mean i love the way that she just in the way that they've animated her body language changes when she's in the suit, when she's in the right. Chanel suit. Yeah. You know, when she's showing it to Homer and she's kind of posing in the doorway yeah. and it's like, you know, you, oh. right? And it's like, it's so nice to see Marge like feeling her oats. Yeah. Let her feel yeah, her let her oats. feel her oats. Yeah, yeah. exactly, exactly. Right? Yeah, there's, there's all in that, that blue beehive is just secrets and secrets and dreams. Right. You know? Oh, I love that moment when she's like having the, the argument with oh, her conscience. Yeah, it's right. like, don't ask me. I'm just hair. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the voice, the voice is coming from inside the hair. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> you know? Right? Yeah. Um, so anyway, so finishing off the episode, uh, will you continue? So yeah, so anyway, they essentially are um, you know they're going to be nominated to join the country club and there's going to be a whole party thrown for them and so the whole family you know suits up drags up she's got her beautiful dress on Lisa's asking a thousand questions of how did you find this oh my god it's another deal it's incredible and then they get there and Marge is like oh my god we can't even like they can't we can't have them see us pull up in this car (sighs) so they're like trudging up the hill you know, Ugh. and and she's like going on ahead of them. Like she's she's abandoned everything in her life that has been a consistent part of it for this dream at the top of the hill. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And and I think then has that moment where it's just like, What am I doing? Right, right, right. You know, the and Wizard it, of Oz moment. Yeah, like, like what? wait a minute. And 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 I think you know, with the I think there's something really interesting that she uh looking at the family standing there just like this family that's disappointed her, right. you know, that that has frustrated her more than anything. And knows about this want and knows about this dream of mm-hmm. hers. And they're they're trying to support it, but right. they can't keep She's up like with the it. Jan Brady, right? Where right. they're like, oh, come on, Marge. Right? Yeah, sure, Marge. Right. Yeah. And then she, you know, grabs Maggie. And I feel like there's something about that. Her daughter. Um, yeah. yeah. Not that Lisa's not her daughter. No, but, but I think that like... There's still hope with Maggie. There's still hope with Maggie. <laughs> Lisa's so, you know, Lisa is just... I, yeah, I mean, Greenpeace, right. you know, She's protesting a, the nuclear plant. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Lisa, we can go on about Lisa, but what a fabulous character. Oh, oh yeah. I mean, just oh, yeah. so much more than you don't expect. Right. Like they took such an opportunity with Lisa to make her that person. Oh, yeah. You know, but I think that, yeah, Marge is like, well, there's still hope with Maggie, you know, like I, I don't have to... Maggie's always at her side, you know right. what I mean? Um, and so there's that moment of realizing like, 
I don't want to be a part of anything that would have me like this as a member. Oh, sure. You right, know, right. and the, then they uh, end the up quote. Yeah. And then yeah. they end up at the Krusty Burger. Right. Um, which it's like, okay, it's fast food, but it's, it's us. It's true. It's who we are. It's what we do. And it's real. Right. Um, and and there is that interesting moment where like the the kid working at the crusty burger is like wow where'd you guys come from you look like a million bucks you know and he's just like like there's something kind of lovely about that yeah that they, she still gets that you right. know but maybe it doesn't matter anymore it doesn't you know no it absolutely doesn't it's almost like it reminds me of the comeback when she's in the hospital yep and she's like where did you well oh my god you look great where are you coming she's the Emmys right oh my god bring me to the room you know the dress is similar right I mean there's that the moment when they pull up for the first time and to the to the gate and the card asked their name and Marge is like we're not poor uh, Valerie Cherish she was Marge was so Valerie Cherish well we're not well we're not Um, and that's one of the things I also loved about this episode it was Marge at her most Valerie oh yeah 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 I mean just putting on trying so hard Mm -hmm. dancing as fast as she can yeah Um, every every scene that she's in that country club you Mm -hmm. know you know uh, if we can kind of uh, break apart kind of what we think about this episode I you know Marge, when she gets into that Chanel suit, as you mentioned with her um, body language, it just allowed her to access her wants and her desires Mm -hmm. as this like woman trapped in her husband's lack uh, in her husband's world because she the the suit is this uh, representation of power. Right. Right. She feels all of a sudden this power, this this money, um, as everybody in the in the episode does, Mm -hmm. looks at that suit and sees it as power. Yeah. um, Mm -hmm. Because money is power. Right. So the suit made Marge feel for a brief second. Right. For a brief little episode. Powerful. Yeah. Because she hadn't before. Right. Um, Like a lot of women trapped in a man's world. Right. Mm -hmm. Where they don't know necessarily how to access that power because uh, they've they've been told their entire lives that they're not powerful. They're told every every door in this house is locked. Right. So don't even try. Right. Exactly. Um, but you know none of it's real, right? Mm-hmm. So even when uh, you know uh, when they when they insist she wears a different dress, when they insist that she be mm-hmm. who the suit is, right? I think that that moment when she's sewing, it's the start of her realization. I mean, she mm-hmm. still goes on, but right. I, I still think that that's when she realizes that that this suit is just drag. Like, oh shit! Now I just. I, I here I am. Right. This is who I am, and mm-hmm. now I have to put something on. I have to. I have to get ready for the runway. Right. Mm-hmm. Run, run, runway. Right. Um, and it's just a charade to help her access that power. Um, and and to and for me, it it exposes the the misconception mm-hmm. of the world. Yeah. Uh, the misconception that uh, the, the suit isn't power. That it is just a suit. Um, just like gender is literally just how we are perceiving it, mm-hmm. right? And so, you know, all of these people are around her are awful. She's also realizing that, right? And they're only talking to her suit. And they're only having lunch with her suit. Mm-hmm. And I feel like she she wakes up by the end of this episode to a, this different reality that none of this is real. That her lack means nothing if she is happy. Her lack means nothing if she doesn't let it mean something. Right. Because it's all projection, projection, right? Like people project... Uh, their gender, their expectations, their understandings, their bias onto other people in the form of appearances and social constructs. So uh, to relate this to drag, it's when when somebody is wearing a wig and tits and tights, mm-hmm. um, you talk to them differently. Of course. You're treated differently. Mm-hmm. You're 
you're talked to like a woman or you're talked to like a man in a dress. Right. And it has nothing to do with you. No. At all. It's people reacting to what they're seeing and how that makes them feel. Right. Um, And one of the things that's that's interesting about every time she alters the suit, and this is something they brought up in the AV Club articles, with every alteration of the suit – uh, she gets further, further and further away from who she really is. Right. You know, and, right. and it gets further and further away from who yeah. it really is. And I think she loses herself in her drag. Yeah. Right? And there's the logic of just like she has to be thinking as she's altering the dress the second time of like, how many more times can I do this? <laughs> right. How many more times can I get away with this? Like, yeah. she, I mean, not spoiler alert, but it's like Mystique Summers Madison with in in the next episode, the Country Queens episode, when it's like. Okay, so you wore that shirt in the challenge. Now you're wearing it on the runway. Like, what do you, ha- you really think you're going to get away with this? Right. You really think people aren't going to notice? Right. That like, you're no one is your your drag is becoming less and less convincing. Yeah. Because what we're seeing is not the drag anymore or the drag artistry. We're seeing someone trying to fool us. Yeah. You know, by like, well, I'll just throw some googly eyes on this, and it'll be a whole new look. Right. Um, and so there's that thing too of like. You said before of like Marge certainly probably had this realization before that moment on the lawn, but I think that's how it's like, I guess it's like breaking bad. Like people continue to do things that aren't working like, you know, plans they know are falling apart. They just keep going. So it's like, maybe, maybe, you know, it's like right. thin ice. I'll just keep running. Right. And, you know, it's it, it goes to that idea of uh, I, I even think of like an, um, of Nina. Right. Mm-hmm. With, it's just like, why can't you break free from the idea, uh, you know, that that she she can't do more Mm -hmm. right marge is in in her own world and this is who she is and this is what she is Mm -hmm. and she can't see herself right um i think she when she got into that suit she kind of lost who she was she got Mm -hmm. she got trapped into this idea that she was someone else right um instead of staying true to herself and if they didn't like her at the country club because she didn't have the right clothes or whatever Mm -hmm. that is their shit yeah that is not hers and you know it's unfair to the people around marge Mm -hmm. um to 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 basically dance with her right but i you know and i think it is very sweet that homer and the kids are supporting her of course and they're and they're going along with it well after they've become exhausted by the charade. And I right. think that like, well, cause they could tell her it's, it's like the way of Oz, right? Like mm-hmm. they could tell her Marge, this isn't, this isn't right. This isn't you. This isn't you. Right. But Marge had to realize it. Right. Right. And they, and it was ultimately like, Oh, we just, you know, we want your mother to be happy. Like that was really like Homer, you know, I mean, certainly was getting his own benefits from the, from the country. Well, they club. All were, yeah. Well, yeah. Everyone was getting their benefits. You know, Lisa found hers. I, I appreciated that Bart really, <clears throat> I like Bart. Like oh, Bart, yeah. he's, he wasn't really a big part of the episode. Right. He's not really my favorite character. So I'm right. kind of like, I'm, I never really, I was Bart Simpson for Halloween when I was in kindergarten, <laughs> but that was merely a transition away from girl costumes. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so whatever, I had to go somewhere, but, um, and voiced by a woman, anyway. Yeah, exa- exactly, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think that they all kind of found what their version of their place in this world was. Right. But it was really all about, I think, what you're, you're, to your point of like, they wanted to have lunch with the suit. They wanted to know the Marge in the suit. And the whole family was like, they saw through that and they accepted her. Yeah. And I think right, that right. at the end of the day... It really is about acceptance. Yeah. About where do I fit in? Yeah. You know, and and what does it mean? And like, what's more valuable, 
the ornamentation of the world I fit in with or just the deep sense of fitting in. You know what I mean? Right, right. You know, it's interesting. I think about like work friends mm -hmm. and so many of our work friends only know our work persona. Yeah. And they see our work clothes and mm -hmm. they only, you know, and then when you decide to hang out outside of work, right. you're kind of allowing them to see past the drag, right? To see right. kind of who you are. Mm -hmm. It's like, well, yeah, I'm struggling at this job or I have other dreams i have other ideas and yeah there's there's just a different side of you right yeah. um because mm -hmm. we put on drag every single day oh yeah i'm a certain version of myself i mean i just started a new job three weeks ago and i am i think that i'm pretty genuine but i am very conscious of how i'm portraying myself Oh, completely not only because it's a it, it's a work environment but it's like a first impression right and and you would hope that your family and I say family as whoever you define your family as mm -hmm. sees you for you mm -hmm. and loves you for you. Right. Whatever drag you're putting on. Right. Right. That I think at the end of the day, much like in this episode, it's like, well, if if you're happy, then great. Right. Then, let's go to Krusty Burger. Then let's go to Krusty Burger. Yeah. But like, we just want you to be happy. Right, 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 right. And I think that, you know, and in contrast, it's like, OK, maybe earlier on when Marge was like wanting to go to the opera and then and Homer just wasn't having it. And there was just that iconic scene of her vacuuming in front of the television with the opera on. <sighs> I mean, iconic. I just I like know. this is brilliant. Oh, my God. Um, I mean, so even though there are, th are those moments where Homer <laughs> oh my is God, just, it's just heartbreaking. Colin. Right. But that sums up uh, Marge's situation. She's got this God, power. There's so suit much on. yearning. There's mm -hmm. so much yearning in The Simpsons. Mm -hmm. And it's uh, it is every man. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it really is. I, th I think, that, you know, that the was sessions we make. Th for that other was the people, nerve for, for our world. Anyway, sorry. Yeah. Marge. No, that was the nerve. I think The Simpsons hit and why it was so successful because it was like despite I mean, it's kind of like Trixie Mattel, despite what well, you're looking at this completely like surreal character, but she herself has such a relatable sense of humor and portrays sure. herself as a very relatable person. Right. Um, and that's always like the joke with the with with uh, uh, is that Katya kind of looks kind of like a straightforward human being and is just a wackadoo. And then Trixie just looks like this total car cartoon character and she's the straight man. Yeah. Um, right. And so I think right. that it's the same thing with The Simpsons. Like. It's a completely different universe. Yeah. But like capturing the realities of living, you know, so close to paycheck to paycheck, middle class. I mean, doing right. what Roseanne did. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. It, like uh, wanting that want, mm -hmm. that material possession. There's yeah. so many episodes that have to do with wanting something mm -hmm. um, and needing to get it. Yeah. Um, and figuring out how in, in whatever uh, obstacle is in the way and trying to get around it. Yeah. Um, you know, I will say that for me, when when I know that someone can, when when I feel comfortable with someone, when I feel like, it's okay to see me. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Like they'll know that I like to order a certain type of food. Right. Uh, the at, things at that a you diner. Yep. You know, mm -hmm. like the things that you go to. Right. Um, and it's like, oh yeah, yeah, I know you love that. Right. right oh right, yeah. Right. But I would never like go out to dinner with like new friends or mm -hmm. work people and, you know, and order that. Right. Oh yeah, it's, totally. It's like, oh, well, <laughs> right. <laughs> right like, I'll get the salad. Yeah. <laughs> like you're seeing me at my like sweatpants. Right. Self. You know what right. I mean? Like I, this is, it's th like when you go on the first date to the movies, you don't get the popcorn. No. And then eventually you've been going on a bunch of dates you get the popcorn, you get the popcorn <laughs> yeah. and you're like, you know what? I kind of need my own. Yeah. You know yeah. what? I think I'm going to get the butter on it. Right. Actually. Right. <laughs> like, I know you think it's romantic to share a tub, but like, I'm going oh, so to need to control this. So you're even, I mean, like there, I've gone on dates where I didn't get popcorn. Oh, sure. For a while. I mean. And then, and then I never shared. 
I never, oh, I never went through no. that phase. I mean, I don't know. And I don't know if that's ever even, I, maybe that hasn't happened either because I just think a tub of popcorn is just like, what are we doing? <laughs> but um, Well, I would always get like a small bag. Sure. I also don't like to eat a lot of popcorn. Right, but, um, right. Yeah. yeah. And it's also like all that fiber, you know. You're trying to get laid at the end of the date. What are you doing eating all that popcorn three hours before? At least giving me this face. I'm giving you the Jan Brady <laughs> face. <laughs> it's gross. Oh, she said they're like, I don't know what you're talking all about. Right. All right. Uh, well, anyway, uh, are there any other thoughts for our dear, dear lover, um, Marge Simpson and and this episode? I class struggle. I think we've probably hit on all my. I mean, the only things I just wanted to mention is just because it just it's worth mentioning because it doesn't happen very often that there is a female writer and a female director on sure. an episode. Um, that the Marge story and even Lisa's story do have a very sort of like feminine energy in terms of the the type of humor. Okay. Versus Homer, it's a very sort of it. It's. It's sports related. It's a little. It's a little slapsticky with the golfing into the toilet, into oh, the thing right, at work. Right, right, right. There's something about. There's something distinctly masculine humor versus feminine humor between the male and female characters of this episode. Like the Homer storyline doesn't really intrigue me as much because it Not just feels all. like it's more of like a dude story. Right. You know, and it's like, I, well, everybody likes Homer, so we'll keep him the episode. Right. Of course, and it's yeah. like, and it, it's a B story. Well, and it's also, it also is a is. I think the AV article brought this up, but like it's it's clear contrast mm-hmm. with Marge's new world mm-hmm. that, oh, yeah, this is where she came from. These right. men, you know, playing in the bathroom. Right. Uh, right. And, and, and playing golf in the bathroom. Like mm-hmm. they look different. Well, that was the thing they said in that article. It was like when it cuts to that scene and you see Lenny and Carl and it's like, God, they look like they've been affected by nuclear radiation. Yeah, like right. all like you go from this world of these people, this country club and the way that they're designed Just, uh, tailored. Yeah, yeah. In every way down to, you know, their, their the facial features. Yeah. Yeah, of course. And then you go back to this other world and it's like, Oh God. Yeah. They're a bunch of mutants. Yeah. They're know? in a bathroom. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, but that's, you know, I mean, that's what we're used to seeing with the Simpsons. That's, that's the world they yeah. live in. Yeah. yeah. Right. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it, it's great to see it's great to see Marge be the central focus it's great to see her get all the funny lines the oh funny yeah scenes you oh, know completely I mean she really like Emmy nominee Marge Simpson unemployed yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. So best supporting actress best supporting actress yeah, yeah well so. she's a, she's clearly the 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 lead actress in this episode but right supporting actress but in, in general best supporting yeah, yeah absolutely yeah um, she's she's fabulous the other thing I love about Marge Simpson is uh, and I don't know how I feel about this but I also love it uh, in the Simpsons game the arcade game her weapon is her vacuum well that's the only character I ever played when oh I played the really Simpsons game. only ever Ever. I, played, I played Lisa. Oh, see, I just if always gravitated to Marge. Um, just re- actually, I guess it was probably when I was still in Sacramento. They had a bar similar to like Barcade. Oh, okay. Um, called like Coin Up or something like that, and they had the Simpsons arcade game. Oh, I was like, fabulous. excuse me, will I throw in some quarters, pick up a vacuum, and remind myself of my childhood? There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Pick um, up a vacuum. Oh, yeah. That um, was terrible. Just like smashing that button. Oh, God. It was just like a monkey. Um, but anyway, I think those are all my thoughts on this episode. Uh, 
yeah, Marys, we just, you know, obviously it came up. We said we were going to do this. We got a lot of, you got some uh, words of encouragement on Twitter that we should. Um, so you don't got to tell us twice. Yeah, I, I want to hear what your thoughts are if you are, if you watch this episode and, and want to chime in or, mm-hmm. you know, uh, if you have any other Simpsons episodes to recommend that yeah. we can go to, um, you can email us at allrightmarypodcast at gmail.com or you can reach out to us on Twitter at allrightmary. And of course, you can always head over to iTunes and you can leave us a rating. You can leave us a review. The rating could be five stars. The review could be positive. Otherwise, I, I just don't get it. Why? But anyway, that's your decision. Um, we'd love to hear from you there as well. Thanks, Mary. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I think that is all for this little special episode of All Right, Mary. Um, I think all I've got left to say, and I was going to do it in a Marge accent, but I don't want to end this episode on a terrible note. So all I'm going to say in my voice is bye. Lisa. Lisa.